0: The Real Estate You podcast with Letty Ann. Hi there, Letty Ann here. Welcome to Real Estate You with Letty Ann. And I am honored today to have my friend, Bobby Irvin, on with me to talk about so many things. Welcome, Bobby.
1: Thank you, Letty Ann. Good S- to be here.
0: So glad to hello, have Casey. you. What's that?
1: I said, hello, KC.
0: Hello Always Kansas City. Yes and uh, and 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 beyond. Kansas City and beyond is yes. watching today. Yes. Yes. So, uh, a little bit about Bobby. Uh Bobby is a retired police officer. Uh Bobby was a police officer here in Kansas City for 26 years. Uh retired at the early age of 50. Uh he is living the life now in Florida on his boat. I wish we had a picture of uh, you on your boat, but but <laughs> We're going to send people places. We'll we'll work on that. We'll we'll work on on that. that. Uh, Bobby is a published author. So, um, so many things and a Marine. Marine. So uh, happy, happy Marine Corps birthday today. Today's on the day we're filming is
1: the Marine. Hey, happy birthday. All my double dogs out there. Love you guys.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And uh, thank you for your service on the cusp on the, well, it's the eve of You're Veterans welcome. Day as well. Tomorrow's tomorrow's Veterans Day. That's right. That's right. So much to thank celebrate. So much. Yeah. So much to celebrate. So uh, happy Absolutely. birthday. And let's dive in first to you are a Kansas City native. You grew up right here in Kansas City. And mm-hmm. what happened in your life that uh, directed you towards entering into the military?
1: Well, um, you know, I, I grew up in the inner city of, uh, of Kansas City, right off of 50th and Prospect, just, uh, just east of there. And, uh, and uh, you know, I was, uh, I was trying to figure out uh, what I wanted to do. I'm um, starting to make some, some bad decisions. Um, what
0: bad you know, decisions? You want
1: to, well... All right. Well, we well, let's go there. <laughs> Candid. Yep. Let's
0: go there, Bobby. Come on. It's yeah, no Let's different. go there. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Well, you know, I, I, you know,
1: there there was a time when uh, you know I was, I was getting in, into the drugs. Um, you know, I'm stealing cars, um, skipping school. You know, just doing, starting to do all kinds of weird stuff, and um, my nucleus of friends. Uh, you know, I started to to to, to see that they were also going in the wrong direction. And I just, didn't, I just didn't like what I was seeing and what I was experiencing. I was like, there's got to be something better than this. And um, I really didn't prepare myself uh, for college or, or trade school or anything like that. So I, uh, I decided uh, I would go to the Marine Corps. Um, why I wanted to go to the, the, the most difficult boot camp there is to go to, I, I don't know. I wanted to challenge myself and um so i made a decision i i, I said uh, if, if i was going to survive this world i need to get out of the one that i'm in now so in 85 june of 85 i uh, i made that uh i made that choice to uh to go and uh it was one of the best decisions i had ever made in my life did you did you graduate room. high school i did yeah i graduated high school it was like just a couple days later, I was uh, on the plane headed to San Diego.
0: And not yeah. to hang out yeah, at the so. beach, probably, right?
1: Not to go hang out at the beach. Uh, only beach I did see uh, during, the, during boot camp was uh, a three-mile boot run. Uh, and uh, it was the first time I had really seen the ocean. Uh, and it was, I was so, I was so uh, caught up on, on that moment, uh, I barely remembered the run. Uh, it was it was one of the most uh, beautiful things I'd ever seen. So tell us I, how the. I told myself I wanted more of that.
0: You wanted more of the ocean, oh, and then now you're living at the ocean.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. I, I was I was just saying, you know, I, the feeling I had I had never felt like that before. Seeing the seeing the waves and and the, the seagulls and and the, the sand and, and everything. and I was like, man, this is this is this is living. You know, I said I, I want to experience more of this, and so uh, I knew then. I was in a good place and I was, I knew I was headed in the right direction.
0: So your experience in the military, how did that help you? Cause you, it sounds like you were in a life transformation, you know, leaving the only city Absolutely. you knew heading to the coast, not knowing anyone. Uh, but you've embarked right. on the Marine Corps. Now you're in it. And, uh, what experiences did you find there?
1: Well, I felt, uh, the, the experiences I, I, I saw there, uh, I, I realized that uh, there were other people that were in the Marine Corps looking for the same thing I was looking for, looking for purpose you know lo- looking looking for life meaning uh you know wanting to, to do something positive in their life and uh, and that motivated me to really look look forward to to making some achievements in my life and so uh, also traveling, I had a chance to go to different, uh, countries and, uh, you know, I, I, grew up rather poor. I mean, we were on welfare and, and all, all the other, uh, uh, social, social services we use and government, uh, government, uh, subsidies, if you will. And, uh, you know, I know what it's like to, to, to not have electricity, uh, to be without heat and things like that. I thought I was poor, but I went to the Philippines, um, and uh, I experienced experienced poverty like I, I had never experienced. Uh, you know, open sewers, uh, the houses, you know, were just made of just cardboard, and, and uh, everyone had dirt floors. And and uh, and I and I said after that, after after seeing that, I said, you know what, I am never going to complain about anything ever again. And that, that really put a put a, it was it was it was uh, it was life changing for me. I mean, I, I had never seen. Poverty at that level. So, um, uh, made me appreciate a lot of things that I didn't appreciate at the time. So it was good. Uh, the military, uh, you know, showed me some how to be disciplined in what I do, uh, how to go beyond, uh, what's inside of me to, to achieve something, uh, in, in the physical level, because I had never, you know, when I joined the Marine Corps, I wasn't, I wasn't into weightlifting or running or, or any of that. And so I wasn't even pre- prepared when I went to boot camp. So there were some things, uh, you know, there was times when I felt like I wanted to quit, but I, I couldn't, I had to reach deep inside myself and uh, the, the Marine Corps taught me how to do that. It's pretty amazing.
0: How did your parents feel about you entering into the Marines?
1: Well, you know, I come from uh, uh, a family of eight siblings and I was uh, the first one to ever go to the military um, you know, my, my, my dad was in the Navy. He was a Navy CB. Um, so of all the siblings, I was the first one. But, um, you know, he, he was proud that I was doing it. Um, he uh, he wasn't the kind of guy that kind of set you down and, and said, son, you know, I want you to know I'm, you know, really proud of you. But I knew I could, I could look in his eyes and the way he looked at me uh, that he was proud of me. And uh, my mom, you know, she was uh, uh, a little little apprehensive at first. Uh, you know, she, didn't, she wanted to see her boy going away and leaving, leaving the city and, and uh, you know, didn't know what to really expect uh, once I got in, into the military. And, and uh, so she was, was going to miss her son, and, and I understood that. But uh, she was very happy uh, that um, I was trying to do something positive with my life.
0: That's great. So you had the support. And how long were you in the Corps?
1: Four years. Yeah, okay. four years. 85 to 89. And then I got out uh, about six months before there's a storm broke out. Uh, they called a couple of the guys back in that I knew that got out with me. But for whatever reason, they didn't call me. I don't know. They were single. And I, so I think maybe they called them first because of that. Uh, you know, I was married at the time, so, uh, but I wasn't, I wasn't going to call them up and say, Hey, uh, you forgot somebody, <laughs> you know? So I said, Hey, I'll be, here. I'm, I'm going to be here if you need me, but, uh, I'm not going to call you.
0: <laughs> so you came back to Kansas city in 89 and is that right? You came back home,
1: came back in uh, the summer of 89 and Desert a storm broke out in, uh, that was January 90. Yeah. So, um, Well, let 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 me back up a little bit because kind of kind of tell you about how I ended up back in Kansas City. Because when when I left in '85, I vowed never to return. I said I am not. Yeah, I said I am not coming back to Kansas City, as far as I was concerned. There was nothing there other than family. I said I can always come visit, and uh, you know, I just I just uh, you know all the experiences that I had uh, in Kansas City. Uh, a lot of them were negative so i just i just felt like uh, i I just didn't want to be a part of that anymore And, and uh little little did i know that was my destiny to return to kansas city because i was i was at the end of my enlistment and um i applied with the california highway patrol and their processing took took rather long so i um I was kind of running. I was run out of time, and I was starting a new family. And I said, like, I, I need a job. So I called my mom. I said, Hey, do you know anyone that's that's hiring? She said, Yeah, the, the police department's hiring. I, well, I said, I'll I'll be there in a week. I'll see you, see you in a week. So loaded up the U-Haul, my my little baby and and, and wife, and and uh, we came back to Kansas City and uh, did 26 years. Stayed hung hung out. Did it. But I tell you what, Kansas. Kansas City is one of them, and I've been to a lot of cities. Kansas City is probably one of the best cities in this country, really. I and mean, she just
0: a, and she, the city, is so glad you came back and made a difference. So in absolutely. those in those four years that you were gone, almost five, what what did you notice when you came back? Because you probably remember the way it was when you left, but now you have an sure, opportunity to sure. be a police officer. That's like completely yeah. the other end of the spectrum,
1: right? right. What, what What did you well, notice? You know, Well, you know, I was, uh, of course I was, uh, I would visit Kansas city and I would keep in contact with uh, family and friends there. And it was about, I want to say 87. And uh, you know, I was getting these, I was getting these reports about uh, crack cocaine, you know, crack cocaine and how it was coming into the inner city and, and, and and changing things. And um, you know, by the time I moved back um, you know, crack had just taken over i mean just literally taken over uh the gangs you know the bloods and crips they're they're out fighting and, and doing their thing and and and, um, and and i could literally see a difference in how the how, how the neighborhood was um you know it was it was it was crazy a lot of a lot of chaos a lot of the the guys that i was growing up with were now they were now uh, uh lost if you will in the jungle of life and 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 uh you know some of them were gang banging some of them would, were you know selling selling drugs uh in, in all kinds of crimes and and so uh we we were in we were in a lot of distress uh, and i um it was it was weird because here i was trying to be a police officer and all this was going on and people you know people around me family and friends from the neighborhood they all knew that I was uh, uh there to be a police officer and uh ironically I I ended up uh being a police officer a patrol officer in the neighborhood that I grew up in for 7 years
0: that was by chance
1: that was by chance yeah Wow. yeah
0: did your yeah. friends yeah. hide from you when they saw you
1: coming well it was, it was crazy uh I w- I would get called to uh Friends houses uh i got I got called to my parents' house several times i will be cruising around and, and I hear my address come out my parent's address and i'm like man, uh dad's at it again so i got you know I get on the air and uh hey hold me out to uh forty nine forty five agnes and uh and I'll you know go handle what what was going on there it was, it was, so I was you know, I was at shootings, uh, people that I knew, uh, homicides, um, the whole gamut. I mean, domestic violence. Uh, you know, uh, uh, foot chases, car chases, people I knew. You know, it was, so it was, it was crazy. Yeah, it's all in the book. You know, I write about that in the book. So it was, uh, it, it, uh, it there was a lot. There you go. There was a lot of a lot of challenges. A lot of challenges. Um, growing up in, a, in the neighborhood and then being a police officer in that same neighborhood, you can uh, imagine the, the, the dynamics. Um, you know, some people, some people uh, uh, love the fact that I, I was in my own neighborhood uh, watching after them. Others, you know, of course, they I they, was a sellout and, you know, uncle Tom and, you know, all, I, I heard it all. Uh, I, was, I was most concerned about how people would react knowing that I'm a police officer and my family still there in the neighborhood. I was, for a while, I was, uh, you know, concerned that there might be some retaliation of some sort. Um, but that never happened. That never happened. It, it, and, and uh, you know, it turned out, you know, over the years, I was told that, you know, although I was doing the job I was doing, they, they respected that. And they knew that I was a fair officer. I wasn't just out there messing with people you know if you if if I was in contact with you, I treated you with the most uh, with the utmost respect and uh you know we try to work things out sometimes you couldn't sometimes uh, you know you had to take somebody to jail but um, I got the reputation there in the neighborhood as being a, a very fair officer and uh and uh people admired the fact that. I was able to get out of out of the hood and come back and be a patrol officer.
0: So It's 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 such a great story, uh, a home, hometown hero story and I we've been friends for decades and Oh wow, um, yeah. And you're just like the most incredible friend, and you have the best energy. And again, I'm speaking oh, with it's Bobby Irvin. I call him Big Bobby because his son is named <laughs> Little Bobby. But There's a Little Bobby. Little, yeah. little Bobby. Well, he's, is he's bigger, than I, am. He's bigger than, you know. than I am now. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, t- uh, but uh, we have just a few minutes left, and, and I'm hopeful sure. you'll come back to finish your story, and we can talk more about the book. Love to. And where people love can to. connect with you because you're probably yes. – really touching the hearts of a lot of folks right now, not only in the Kansas city area, but all around the country and around the globe, even Um, what, what, I mean, how hard would that be to come back and be placed right in your neighborhood? To me, that would be kind of good and kind of bad, but, um, but you started a program called kids and cops adventure club Uh, in just the three minutes we have left. Can you tell us why you started that program and where it is today?
1: Well, um, I gotta, I gotta, uh, you gotta forgive me on the dates here, but, um, it was about 2003, um, the police department was focusing on, uh, community related activities, trying to get officers to, 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 do more in the community and, uh, a, a great major, uh, major Whipple, she's retired, uh, came to us and said, Hey, could you officers kind of, brainstorm an idea that we could communicate and, and, and do some things with, 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 uh, the youth here in, in, in South Kansas city. So I immediately, I immediately thought, man, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be awesome if, uh, if we can get a group of kids together and just take them fishing for one day.
0: And you love to you fish. Know, because that was
1: <laughs> I love the fish. I love yep. the fish. I love the outdoors. And, uh the guys I worked with, uh, uh, James Vaca and Mark Porter, they jumped right in. They were like, yeah, let's do this. You know, This would be great. So uh, so we organized this group, uh, and we had uh, pl- police officers uh, volunteering and uh, uh, all kinds of civic le- leaders uh, volunteering their time, um, and we formed a, a, this club called the uh, Kids and Cops Adventure Club. So the whole, the whole premise was, we get, we get the kids from uh, single-parent, low-income families and introduce them to all kinds of outdoor uh, activities. So we would take them uh, horseback riding. Uh, we got into uh, archery. Uh, like I said, fishing. We go, we go different places fishing. fishing, And, and, and uh, the Department of Conservation got involved and, and uh, Parks and Recreation. We had uh, all kinds of rods and reels and equipment donated to us transportation, uh, and all that. And, and, uh, it, it got so popular that, uh, over the, over the years, every, every, uh, school district would try to get us to, to, to start this program. Well, you know, we, we, um, uh, it grew faster than what we could keep up with. And, and we had, we ended up having to get our, our uh, not-for-profit status and, 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 and everything. And I, ideally I wanted to, expanded to all the police or all the, the uh, police departments around in, in the area, and then I was I was really focused on trying to get this thing nationwide. I, I thought we could we could bring this program kind of like the uh, the POW program, the police athletically. lead. So let's uh, just to, for
0: the sake of time, and I'm grateful that you're going to yeah. come back. But let's fast forward. <laughs> Is that uh, group still in motion?
1: no no we had to we had to to disband yeah yeah we had to disband uh it was
0: but the long story short it was yeah the lives you touched and all the others and the uh, i'm sure people still are talking about it to this day
1: well absolutely i'm still in contact with the kids that were involved in in, in it uh i mean they're they're grown out and having kids of their own but uh yeah we we touched a lot of lives and uh you know the kids really appreciated uh, the fact that we took the time out to to get involved in their lives because we not only uh, just took them places but we had, we had them do some volunteer work uh in the community, so we would you know go to the recycling place uh, and help help them out we would go to uh, 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 different kind of uh services lots of like opportunities the, uh, for them well yeah yeah Indeed. Uh, we, we we just made sure that they they had to basically earn the trips that we made for them, and and part of that was getting them out in the community and, and, and volunteering. Um, you know we, we would just do all kinds of things to, to help with the community. so So there you go. I
0: just want to say I am talking with Bobby Irvin today, author, ex I would say retired police officer and a Marine Corps veteran. Um, and uh, if you want to know more about his uh, life. And if you're interested in this story, you can read more about his story in his book, Failure to Comply. You can go to -to FailureToComply.com or Amazon.com and order a copy today. We're going to have Bobby back, but we want to thank you for watching Real Estate You with Letty Ann. We hope you found some valuable content. Please follow us on all of our socials, and we look forward to seeing you again soon.